Previously on No Fucking Deep. You don't want to do the show anymore? I just want to go back to the way things were. Hold on, hold on. We got a tweet coming in. David Chase canceled again? Where's the intern with our sandwiches? For the last time, we're not using Incubus. All right, I'm, I'm shutting down the studio. I think every episode of NFZ should be five minutes long. This whole thing is just tearing us apart. Hey, bingo. The number of listens are going down. Have you read our mentions? They hate us. I saw it in your eyes last night. They're taking down our episodes. We got no retweets. We only have two hours before this thing has to go up. We're too close to the truth. Oh, my sandwich is here. Spoiler alert. This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week, No Fucking ZD is back. We're talking hot water with lemon, cayenne like the pepper, and keeping a lid on Phil. It's my hobby. Why you gotta belittle it? It's the season six premiere of No Fucking ZD. fucking ZD returns guys uh all right but were we ever gone no no we were never gone we've been podcasting the entire time <laughs> we just didn't put them out there just... people did yeah this is our this is like the 40th time we've attempted to do this yes word and, for word every single time yep exactly mm-hmm. i'm thrilled about my performance so far it's been great it's been yeah, really great thank yeah. you mm-hmm. good that means a lot Emmy submission this year, for sure. <laughs> you have to submit. They don't just ask you. You, you submit. Um, I've submitted hundreds of times. They keep writing back saying that they want us to leave them alone. But I think you've been doing such a great job. Thank I think you. you deserve it. We'll Long try time again. coming. We'll try again this year. And yep. um, I just hope everyone has done their duty and gone back and re-listened to every nfc episode agreed there's gonna be a, a quiz <laughs> at some point yeah. i don't know maybe this episode maybe next one who knows if there's a next one any uh, phd candidates out there wanting to do their uh their dissertation on the you know the growth of nfz over time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know now's the time to get back into it we're gonna we're gonna help you finish your phd I, we are. Um, we are about to come into our own, and um, <laughs> I, I, your thesis will as well. Yeah. So Stay in school, I guess is what we're saying. Stay in school. Don't do the bad drugs. Yeah. I think. Some, I mean, of, them, some of them are okay. Yeah. yeah. Like pay, peyote. <laughs> sure. Yep, you yeah. do that. Yeah. Just do the ones Tony does. and um, Every now and then. Yeah. I, I think you'll, you'll be okay. Yeah. Uh, well, this is no fucking ZD, um, which you which you know because you've subscribed to it. But if you haven't, if we have some, we have some new listeners out there. Um, you think we do? I think we have three <laughs> new listeners. Okay, so for them, that's good. That's gonna replace the the huge amounts of old listeners that we've lost. Yes, just in this last couple of minutes here. Yep, yep. It's good. We took a we took a David Chase style break. Um, we wanted to go a full like twenty one months, but. It just seemed like we had to get back out there. Yeah. And, you know, you know I like we did our thing. We, we had our, you know, 
I'm a movie star not making a movie right now, mm-hmm. like beard and haircut combo. That's true. That's with, true. With the glasses and the uh, the baseball cap. I've been wearing a, a beanie, actually, yeah. during the, the summer months. Yeah, during the heat wave. That's yeah. how everybody knows that you're <laughs> not working. Yep. <laughs> I wear a beanie, a ripped t-shirt, tight jeans, and boots, and I carry around a, a coffee cup. And Good. and I'm hoping people are taking photos of me from across the street. Is but, anyone putting change in that coffee cup? <laughs> uh, sometimes, and I, I continue drinking it anyway. Yeah, good. It's just good flavor, personally. <laughs> um, well, it, it's been a long summer. It has. Or when did we stop? I can't even remember. We stopped, I think, Ju- the end of July. At the end of July. It was like okay. July uh, 24th, 25th, something like that. Um, so it's been a couple of months, but not that many. I mean, people are out there whining like crazy. I, know. I can't believe it. Just yeah. like... You know, hold your horses. Relax out there, okay? We were coming back. We Take were always coming back, uh, and and now we are. And we're we're at the we're in the final push. I mean, we're getting to the end. The first of two final pushes. Right, right. <laughs> we're gonna have to renegotiate our contracts in between. Yeah, I think. Well, we're doing a season seven, not a season six B. Yes, because that's for sure. That's the way you make more money. Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. gonna do that because this is an incredibly lucrative podcast. And that's the only reason why I'm doing it. For the money, of course. Yeah. yeah. And the NFC health insurance, as we discussed. Which is pretty good. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. catastrophe health insurance, basically. Yeah. So it doesn't cover anything. But if we get hit by a cab, it would cover at least that, I think. We'll yeah, t- the, we'll, the, we'll, the cab. The, yeah, it'll, it'll <laughs> fix the cab, definitely. Um, we'll, we'll talk to the guys about that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this is, this is it really. I mean, we'll, we'll finish these 20 episodes and you'll never hear from us ever again. Actually, the way that what you're hearing right now is this was sort of a Michael Jackson, this is it type situation Mm -hmm. where what you're hearing for the next couple of years as we finish this up is actually the rehearsal takes. (laughs) But we both died. Right. We're, yeah. <laughs> so they 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 cobbled this together. Right. Sorry to drop the bomb on you guys, but yeah. we are dead. Yeah. Um. We're just do we're we just are putting these out there so that our children can go to college. Yeah. You know, which is what what MJ did. Right. 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 Um. Yeah. So, so I'm glad that this is just a rehearsal. Right. All right. So we're back. We are back. Uh. We get a hell of an intro. This is one of my favorite intros. Same. It's one of the greatest intros in television history. Probably. Uh, I would say the greatest intro. Top um, 10 intro. Top 10. Okay. We'll, we'll say top 10. Um, it's a really weird one that still yep. only kind of makes sense to me, to be totally honest. Um, yep. Yep. It's uh, The song is very strange. It definitely feels very mid-2000s, looking back. Yeah, but now it's been long enough that it feels like kind of now again to me yeah. at least stylistically. It's it's yeah. Did you I mean I didn't know too much about the band material before this this episode. I know material and like it's w- with Bill Laswell and they're very experimental, you know, that was like the whole thing. Right. And um that's mostly what I know about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh I just I always wonder about that if if this was something where someone heard the song and they were like, this is perfect because I totally thought of Vito as the whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. But like how much meaning is there truly? It's tough to say. It's a good vehicle for the passage of time. Let's put it that like, like it, it does the job of the, when I was 17. Yeah. 
way back in the day. Right. And it's also way darker. So you kind of know some shit's gone down. We're out of the shenanigans years of That's The Sopranos. It's, you know, it's getting real. It's much more mythological. Yeah. And, um, and you can just kind of tell, uh, like us, they had a lot of creative freedom at this point, of course. And they were just really just <laughs> going for it. Um, we're going for it. Yeah. And I think, all right, no, here's the first fact that we're probably getting wrong, but I, I think this is the final, uh, kind of montage type thing they do. Right. I mean, the, the next season opens with the flashback. I don't think they do another season opening flashback after this. Isn't it on the very last episode? Isn't the way it ends with a montage of the city of Baltimore? Right. And there's, there's just a lot of different shots of all the people in Baltimore that Tony's watching from up on Cherry Hill. Yes, that's that's what it is. Yes. That's how it ends. Right. And um and, and one of the characters comes up from the basement at the end who's been dealing with a lot of uh drug addiction and um yeah. yeah I mean, you know, now it sounds like we're spoiling a different show, but um you know, I'm just saying uh <laughs> but it it, it yeah, finally I, gets to eat dinner with his family, you know. Yeah, it's a very sweet moment. Um but I think this is the last montage cuz the the uh, there's one more kind of at the end of this season um, with the Moonlight Mile song, but uh, but which episode is that? That is after that's Kaisha. I think the the first couple scenes of Kaisha when they're getting rid of Fat Dom's head and 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 Carlo's out there. And, right, 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 right. Um, so I'm already contradicting myself, but um, again, but that one doesn't count. Doesn't really count. Um, but you can kind of. T- I mean, like the the montage was such a big thing. Still, is, still is a very big thing on TV. But I'm kind of mm-hmm. glad they they were like they they cut and run after this, and that's like the last time they do it. Well, Always the show the, gets the much time. darker and much more literal. It it's definitely going to get very dark. Yeah. In this episode, there's I mean, the Eugene storyline ends in one of the darkest possible ways. That the show. I mean, that's that whole. Uh, we'll we'll get to that. I think this is but, the first episode we actually watched together. Actually, come to think of it, I was going to ask that. Did you? We were watching it at a, at a friend's place in Beacon Hill, in right? College, Back, yeah. yeah. And and I had never seen the show, and I was like, whoa, that guy killed himself. Mm. Good thing he didn't matter or something, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Well, he's not Tony, and I hadn't ever heard of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I didn't know anything about it. I've had so much spoiled about this show between my weed dealer who just happened to lend me the DVD that started with the episode that Ariane, or uh, that, that Adriana dies in. Oh, yeah. And then also, and also this. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I started out not really having all the pieces together, you know? Yeah. That's a strange, this is a strange episode to start with, that's for sure. It's also it's, just a much different feeling from the very beginning of the show, mm-hmm. you know, because it feels, the show has much different weight to it right now. Big time. And or yeah. Or it did 10, 15 years ago. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, it's, 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 it is just so much darker. You can feel the end kind of coming, you know, I mean, it, it feels like, especially as we go on, it gets more to wintertime and everything. Like, it really does feel, um almost like apocalyptic in a way, you know? Well, the stress, there's this like, there's this wave of darkness, this impending doom feeling that we get where like, the sky doesn't feel like the limit anymore. Right. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that Adriana was murdered. Yes. And where it's like, oh, there are really no good, because like, up until then, it's still, up until then, it's still, still a little bit feels like we're in shenanigans territory. And it's like, oh, like, you know, like Jimmy the Rat dying, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing. It's like, right. you, don't, you don't think much about it. But when, when main, main characters start dropping, right. you know, and you're just like, oh, okay, so 
there's like a there's there's sort of an end in sight you know it's not like this kind of fun thing that's going to keep going it's like all of you know between ralphie dying and then adriana and johnny sack getting arrested Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then junior shooting tony uh, like (laughs) it just becomes a little bit like oh this whole life that they have together is just a disaster right and that's where we're going with this yeah it's uh it's no good and and i mean that's a really great like you know segue into the eugene story if you want to get into that because really it's it's all about every choice he's ever made has kind of just being wrong i mean yeah and completely trapping him in the end you know i mean um we and basically anyone who's ever watched the show has talked a lot about how there's just no change in the sopranos world Mm -hmm. and uh you know that's not entirely true because I think some people can change if they really want to like put the effort into doing it, but most of them can't because they've made so many bad choices in a row that they end up they wind up in the situation where they can't go to their mob guys for help, they can't go to the FBI for help, they can't right. go to their family for help, and and it's just it's just it's bad all around. Well, and they it's, can uh, change some things on the surface. Like Vito losing weight is a really interesting paradox. That's true because he's like bettering his life mm. and and. Um, you know, taking control in one way mm-hmm. when, you know, he's going to run into a lot of trouble for every other part of his life yeah. very soon. Yeah. And, you know, being able to fit into a men's triple XL doesn't really help him at that point. No. Yeah. You know? It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, if, between his storyline and obviously Tony getting shot and having those moments where he's stopping to smell the roses and has this chance to, to, to really change. It's like a lot of the characters are kind of being given that last chance to do it yep. in season six. And most of them with the exception of like Artie, I guess, and Melfi. Good old Artie. Yeah. Well, Melfi, Melfi has it, has a, has sort of a sea change. She does at the very end Too of late, the series. Yeah. At the very, very end. Um, but I'm trying to think, does anyone else, I mean, Artie kind of gets, so he has one more brush with this, you know, trying to be a tough guy, mob guy, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but ultimately just chooses the comf- the safe life with Charmaine, which is probably the smart choice. And he does, Certainly. he, he, he kind of gets away, I think. Well, I think that, so the thing about it is that there all are people in the Sopranos universe that do change. Mm-hmm. The problem is that none of them are part of the Sopranos inner sanctum. Right. You know what I mean? So like, for example, at Chrissy's uh, intervention, there's the guy, I forget his name, the guy who is the interventionist, mm-hmm. um, the intervention man, the intervention man. Mm-hmm. And they basically riddle ridicule him for like having been an addict. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, it, it's people like that that are like, quote unquote, pussies right that they are all shitting on all the time yeah and these regular schmucks that, just regular schmucks yeah. and pe- well but he wasn't a regular schmuck before he was like a foot soldier whatever right right and it's funny because like so much of this mafioso thing is based on the idea that you just you have to hold out you have to stay the course yeah and and they really do that. Like even, even, you know, into the end of the series, they all really stick to their guns, like literally, but they, you know, none of them ever question it because like, if you question it, then like you were never really in it or something, you know, like the whole no risk, no reward thing. And so half of what they do and the fact that they're in this life of organized crime is completely based on the fact that like you, you 
you keep moving with it. Right. Which bleeds into other parts of life. Right. Well, it kind of reminds me, I mean, I feel like coming up in the next couple episodes and also probably many times before someone says something like, well, how's it going to look to everyone? You know, mm-hmm. Tony says like, how's it going to look to the guys at one point? Yep. I think I yep. forget if that's coming up or not. He says uh, that all the time. He does. Yeah. And Eugene even brings that up. It's all about how it looks to these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're so worried about that. That's like another thing that's kind of holding them back. I think just kind of building off your point, you know? Yeah. Well, they, they, they aren't really honest with each other at all. Mm. It's all sort of a ruse. Yes. And they're all just kind of being tough guys and they all eat pussy and right. they all, you know what I mean? Yes. And totally. Like, like once a year at least once a year at least. And like <laughs> many of them have a therapist or whatever, but right. they like keep all that shit under wraps to like project this cliche, like one dimensional, two dimensional, well, one dimensional is the one way you'd say yeah. it. Yeah. Type A. This yeah. Type A, like yeah. one dimensional, just like, you know, cold captain of industry <laughs> type right. that exactly. Tony talks about. Exactly. And it's like, you're not a comic book character. You know what I mean? And and that, that whole mafia thing, and frankly, like the, the caveman, like kind of set of values that they all have, like isn't applicable to real life, you know, and the complexity of things. Yeah, totally not. Yeah, I mean, uh, again with the Eugene story, you know, they they tell him he took an oath. You know, he's he's stuck in the life, and and they 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 fall back on on that nonsense. But it's the just... only person who ever shits on the oath, by the way, is Carmela, and she says, "What are you a kid in a treehouse?" Yeah, true. It's the only time anyone says anything about it. I'm yeah. sure someone will figure out that I'm wrong. But... Well, I mean, uh, I guess Eugene's wife Deanna in this episode kind of calls him out on it when That's uh, true. she's wrong. She hears the phone call and assumes it's tony and says something about oh it's your master your master's voice or your yeah, master's calling his master she doesn't voice. know it's the fbi but still she's she's correct you know um and uh you know that ends good name grab tragically. deanna deanna starting the De- season off with like oh yeah remembering people's names and shit mm-hmm. we it, we we still haven't watched the show but but i'm we're, we're piecing it together <laughs> we're, from we're, trailers and stuff. we're trying speaking of which so so this guy I work with forever because I'm in audio. So like a lot of times people have like while they work, they have like baseball games on in the background on mute and stuff like that. But you can't really like listen to stuff while you do what we do. Right. So he he was like, fine, I'll start the Sopranos, you know, because we're always recording the podcast in the studio that we work in. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I guess I'll give it a shot. And I was like, OK. And he was watching it with subtitles with captioning on on mute. Oh, what? Like the whole first two seasons. And he was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And I was like, what are you fucking stupid or something? Yeah, not, not, and not so, cool. So he went back and now he's, he's watching it all and he's so hyper invested and like, he couldn't he like couldn't get his streaming to work and he called me like in the middle of the night last night because he's on <laughs> he's on like the second to last episode of season one and he's dying to know what happens to puss oh, God. and like all this shit it's fucking unbelievable we should have him on and just have him guess where things go he's, he's probably <laughs> way off and, and probably still thinks it's like a fun show well I, I'm glad he gets it now because because like it was funny because he, he he's one of those guys who's like show me a funny part from the sopranos what's a fun <laughs> like what's a funny scene and so I found the Nostradamus scene on YouTube. Nice. I was sitting there losing my mind, and he was like, "Oh, I get it." And I was just like, "Oh shit, maybe you don't." Mm. But now, but I think that maybe the setup of the whole thing—you got to be in it. You got to be in that world, you know. So the, that's just funny. The Nostradamus thing—that's funny, no matter what. I personally think so, but maybe you yeah. just have to feel the rhythm, you know. Uh, <laughs> feel the feel, feel the ride, feel, yeah. <laughs> and get on up. It's NFC time. <laughs> 
uh, that probably. should be our new thing. He'll he'll start talking like the character soon enough and thinking he's way tougher than he is. The same yeah. thing that we all go through the first time we watch it, you know, yeah. where we we think we're one of those Sopranos guys. Yeah, we have to like negotiate something at work, so we're gonna chase someone down yeah. on, on like the lawn of where they work in our car, you know, like Mahaffey pulling his taffy. Everyone does it. Yeah. We all do it. Exactly. Start, start saying fuck a lot. I, for real though yeah that's, no, a, that's, exactly. that's like a soprano syndrome i think that actually happens to people where they start to that think like to me. yeah i um, love saying fuck yeah it's great great word um so uh we're deep in it now we haven't even talked about the episode but well, we can't take a break before we actually talk about we something. Should talk, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about yeah let's just like knock some of the uh you know the resets out and kind of like where we're at with the mafia stuff um and just where where like where are all the players on the board when we first come into season six? Janice had a baby. Janice has a baby. With Bobby Bachelieri. With Bobby, um, who has a very adorable train hat. And I love that we find out about the train. It's great right off the bat. Yes. Uh, it's just a little bit of it's like that that really slight injection of humor mm-hmm. into what is mostly a really dark intro. Yes. Um, but a very funny episode overall. <laughs> it is. It's true. Like real. I, what I like about this this one, it feels almost season one pace again. It's mm-hmm. super fast, and it's it's just chock full of one liners and, and tons of tons of humor. Totally. I mean, I love when uh, when uh, when Janice shows up with Domenica, and and Tony's talking shit and stuff like that, and she's like, "You're gonna say hello to your niece," and he goes, "Hi, how you doing, sweetie?" <laughs> 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 so good. That's almost as good as the Jerry Seinfeld. Hi, how are you? <laughs> he talks to the baby. But man, that's a good one-liner. But yeah, so Janice has a baby. Janice has a baby. And the Sopranos, on on it goes this thing of ours. You know, they're passing it, it on down to the next generations. Yes. Which I kind of thought about, you know, with that intro, it starts with Janice, which is, I mean, it starts with Vito, I guess. He's the first shot of that that weird montage. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's the first one who gets a line over it. And the, it, it talks about her being the director, which just yep. doesn't seem to make any sense because why would Janice be the director? But she's but breastfeeding. She's breastfeeding. Yeah. I mean. So she's so the, the mother she's, is the director. Exactly. Yeah. So I think oh, that's, that's Olivia callback a little bit. Yep. And, and I, like you're saying, I think that. This baby is going to grow up to probably be just as depressed and as much of a rageaholic as the other Sopranos. Well, She's got the Soprano gene. That's it's certainly the down. case because Bobby dies. Yeah. So well, that baby's fucked. That baby. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that. But, yeah. You know, she's got older siblings that mm-hmm. actually seem kind of cool. Yeah. Bobby the I mean, third. I mean, cool is the right word. Yeah. Bobby the third. And Sophia. Fuck the Jets. <laughs> or fuck the Jets. What does he say? Fuck the Giants. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. I mean, the the Sopranos world is building a little bit there with, with this baby. Yeah. And, you know, who's not having a baby is Meadow Soprano. Mm-hmm. But I do like how she's playing around in her under things. Yes. Finn is a lucky man. Finn is a lucky man. Doesn't realize it, but he is. No. And is this is like, we're not going to see too much of him as time goes on. They're going to smoke weed in West Caldwell and then they're going to break up at some point. Yeah. There's and a it, great it, scene in, when he's in dental school oh, or something. Yeah. That's they break up off screen fairly soon. He fizzles. He just, he just kind of, yeah, he, he just, that's why, you know, like, you can't say when it happens, really, but after a while, it's just like, eh. Yeah, she suddenly has this mystery date they're all talking about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she's uh, Meadow is um, she's getting an internship through her dad, so even though she kind of wanted to maybe get away from that life, um, she just can't. You can't get away from Tony. It's just, it's really tough. That's true, but on the other side of that is the fact that, like, Tony 
is showing signs of trying to change and kind mm-hmm. of and kind of mellow out his life a little bit and be more uh i don't know family oriented lowercase f yeah um i mean they're you, eating sushi yeah they're they're getting along really well the two of them yep uh and, yep. We, we had one twitter follower who kept wanting us to talk about the weird way tony ate sushi and i thought he was just talking talked about, like, about that already I know, a little but, bit uh, but watching it again i thought he was just talking about or i thought we were just talking about him just like throwing the whole thing in his mouth but he really does pick it up like it's a, a sub or a wrap <laughs> in one scene. <laughs> really? I, I completely <laughs> forgot about that he's two-handing this role yeah, um, and he and he puts it in there, and then he's always like huffing and puffing, yeah. and like kind of banging on his chest, like like yeah. They kind of tease that like that could happen. Like they maybe really he has jacked a heart up the sound of his like body body when they yeah. when they have that scene, and it's so funny because it's not how you're and also the whole like keep it coming, you know, and they're just oh my like. God. They're just like, they have this sushi conveyor belt coming their way. And the woman says, tell me when you want to stop. Oh, that sounds incredible. I know. I wish I had that kind of money. We sh- Well, yeah, we can- I can't afford $30 a piece. But um, no, 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 no. That, that place, that's Nori Sushi in Wayne, New Jersey. I looked it up because I just, I wanted to know. And oh, I shit. feel like we should go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it looks great. We'll do our Sopranos tour and it'll, yeah. it'll be Satin Dolls, mm-hmm. Nori Sushi. And can we find the pool that AJ throws all the shit into? <laughs> <laughs> in his yes, elementary let's school. try that for sure um, well, that's lady gaga she was in that scene so she'll she probably th- remembers that's true i'll call her yeah okay. um uh i actually side note um when i was coming back from upstate a few weeks ago mm. um you know the highway was jammed with broken heroes on a last chance power drive incidentally sure. and uh so we were doing one of those like like google maps redirect things to get us around like some crazy traffic jam and you know when you're doing that and you realize that you're in a line of cars that are all being sent on this weird path mm. like by ways or They're google maps yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's all you're all being sent on the same route and uh but we drove right by satin dolls really yeah and i so i don't know what Wait, how'd you end up there from from I don't ups- know. Oh, interesting. Well, because well, the part of upstate we were in Kingston, so oh. it's on the uh, the west side of the river. So, so we came the... came down through Jersey. Gotcha, gotcha. And like the Tappan Zee was fucked up or something. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, we should go there too. The Tappan the Tappan Zee the Tappan Zee Bridge. We, <laughs> should, we should just go there. Can we find the bridge where uh, where where uh, what's his name kills himself? Uh, John oh. Hurd. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Off to a good start. Officer Krupke. <laughs> yes, that's the guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, McKazian, Vin McKazian. Vin McKazian. Yeah, we, we, we should find that. We should record an episode there. We should jump off and record as we're, <laughs> as we're going down. I'm sure a lot of people would appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, but they're, they're getting along. AJ's in school. I mean, hey, little it's the little things. You He's know? got his Moto, his yep. sweet flip phone. State of the art back then. Yeah. This pre-iPhone, by the way. The iPhone was still about a year away. And... Um, Still one of the things I wish they stuck around for. I think that Tony and Siri would be really funny. I know. Like if Tony was in like a high level thing and all of a sudden like his phone did that thing that the iPhone does every now and then where it goes and yeah. it's like Siri's listening. It's like I'm sorry. It would freak him out. Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't like it. He Polly probably... and Siri would be a good comedy duo also. We can try and make that happen. Maybe we'll pitch that to somebody. Someone. Anyone really. Consider it pitched. Okay. Pitching to you guys. <laughs> pitched. Um, Christopher is a captain now and sober and liking, he talks about being sober quite a bit. He's, uh, he's, he's in the program. He's, yep. he's got a sponsor. Yep. Um, uh, Polly's 
still Polly. We get I think we only get one or two scenes with Polly, but great intro, yep. just that shot of him snapping his fingers at Vesuvio. Oh um, yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah. Silvio's got uh he's got like a seventies style haircut this season. It's a, a little lot longer, more hair. Right? Yeah, yeah. A lot more hair. Um, yeah, they really let it go. Yeah. And uh, and Bobby's slowly but surely moving up too. I mean, he'll he'll make yeah. a big leap at the beginning of six B. But yeah, um, for sure. But having the boss's niece as your child probably helps a little bit. And um, and, yeah. and speaking of Junior, has essentially gone off the deep end. I mean, that first scene is is them yeah. trying to look for money that he owes Pussy Malanga, who's been dead for quite a while now. Um, he owes it to Pussy Malanga. Uh, or Pussy Malanga wanted to come take it from him or something. It's kind of nonsensical, but there, he's talking about forty thousand dollars from a from a heist a couple from the seventies. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, he says that someone's looking for it, and he says it's Pussy Malanga. Yeah, that's right. Bring up so some a callback to the to the pilot there, and confirmation that Pussy Malanga was killed. We never really, I don't think, heard that on right, the show. Right, right, totally. And that's yeah. and in that scene also we get a lot of. Uh, is Tony going to fucking stroke out <laughs> or what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He really does not look comfortable digging holes. No. Uh, <laughs> not at all. And I like that they, at the very end of the scene, uh, zoom out to that wide shot and there's multiple holes in the yeah, backyard. Exactly. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so they've been out there for hours. Yeah. Like, you couldn't explain that. <laughs> oh, so uh, good. But yeah, Junior, Junior is nuts. He's a nervous old man. Yeah. And uh, there are some issues there. So the the stage is set for a good a good season. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, it, oh, also uh, Eugene's sort of moved up. He's more important than ever. I guess so. It's yeah. sort of a nondescript way, but he's a, he's 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 a family man. He's got a he's got a nice house and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they do. Yeah, it's his first spotlight episode. I mean, they they love to do that where someone was going to die. They you suddenly get that last moment of sympathizing with them um oh and his story is really 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 sad it is yeah it is and i mean like we said it has a lot to do with the fact that he's just kind of trapped in the life because they all kind of are right um but it's it's a nice little allegory for everyone else it's also uh, a killer fucking performance he's great he is yeah He's really good. That came out of nowhere, but he he really kills it. Well, he 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 played kind of a fucking bonehead, like really really well for a long time. Yeah, but there was so much depth to this, but it didn't feel it didn't feel out of left field or like a reinvention. You yeah. know what I mean? It didn't feel like they were they were reaching with it. No, not at all. And it 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 plays off the other story the other storylines enough i think that it, it feels like it really makes sense and then it's it's over so quickly too that i mean you know they, they didn't drag it out to make it a little you know it, it was it wasn't too much it's totally true um also we didn't mention johnny sack is in prison right and uh and so phil by the way r.i.p frank vincent we should just say on the podcast oh yeah that happened while we were gone yeah it's really too bad i was sad to hear about that yeah but um, but hey, I mean, he's giving a great performance here, and uh, he's he's one of my favorite characters in these last couple of seasons. He's, he's amazing, unbelievable. I, I think we we said this last season, but you you kind of forget that he wasn't there from the beginning at yeah, this point. Totally. You know, like he's he just has such a presence, and he's like this like crazy monster that uh, you know, like more than than Richie and Ralphie. You kind of feel like this guy could really just fucking lose his mind at any point. Totally. Um, and you know when we first get that first scene with him he's they 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 mention his brother billy and how, how he'll never get over it so that's kind of like a uh that's that's like a little big muffin for uh for those at home in a way oh yeah we know it's going back foreshadowing yeah, yeah i guess not really a mcmuffin but that, um, that'll never go but but you know you see that you realize in that scene that he has with john that 
the only reason why they're holding it together in a lot of ways is because John is telling him to. Right. You know, he's yeah. he's he's very he seems very uh, ardent to start World War Three, as mm-hmm. John puts it. You know, he's like, I'll hold the line. He's like, he's like, cool, I'll do that. And then John's like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Just relax. Yeah. And he's relaxing for now. And uh, yeah. and but you know, of course, if you if you pay attention to the show at all, you know that can't really last too long. Nope. Nope. Um, totally true. And then, of course, Agent Harris back from Pakistan dealing with a little parasite. Um, but you know, we they're 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 dropping the seeds in there for where the FBI will end up by the final episode. You know, I mean, yeah, they're, they're off on something else. The U.S. government isn't really paying attention too much to the uh, to the the mob here in the U.S. anymore. It's more about you know the the middle east and then and the the terrorism angle yep yep um and now and i love that agent harris is able to kind of make good on all of the little little signs that they gave us earlier on that he you know because agent harris was always the one kind of like so i don't want to say second guessing but like he was the one with a conscience about all this stuff and now he's mm-hmm. able to like go He's not on their detail anymore. He's like, I need to go get a fucking sandwich. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, so I just miss it. He goes and visits them. And, and, and you know, I fucking love it. Tony says hello. It's yeah. like there's a mutual respect between them, which I really, really like. Yeah, totally. And, I mean, it's also just it's it's a little breadcrumb for, uh, you know, Tony says he feels bad for the guy because he's got this, this stomach the stomach bug after Chris says that he hopes it rots his asshole out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's not forget, though, that... Um, that agent Harris is pretty integral to the finale. Right. Yeah. I He's mean, a huge part. He doesn't go away. And I, and I love that. Yeah. There's some friendliness there. And even Tony kind of sympathizing with him shows that, that Tony's maybe willing to go there to an extent a little bit. Oh yeah. You know? Um, and then speaking, speaking of the FBI, last thing before we, uh, we'll take our little break, um, for another couple months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, RIP Ray Curto. We'll see you at the crossroads. Right. Um, right. No one knew he was a rat, but uh, the, he dies a stand-up guy in their eyes. But the FBI is down one player. Um, He's the only guy who that we see kind of get out of it in a non unscathed disaster, disastrous kind of way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wonder how that goes when you die in the FBI's car. Like, do they do they just dump you? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> happens there exactly? He wasn't a rat. Yeah, uh. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see you at the crossroads. Great funeral scene. I, I love the Lou Gehrig joke that Chris makes, <laughs> even though it's, it's so ridiculous. Um, but uh, uh, well, well, yeah, that's that's it for. But you know, they that's why they kind of step it up with Eugene. But of course, that doesn't go too well either well, for the FBI. It's 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 really cool how in the first episode of a season, a double season, sort of at that, mm-hmm. um, when we know that things are kind of gonna going to start to wind down in one way or another with the whole show yeah um that we get there's so much that happens and it all kind of comes together and like explodes a little bit in eugene's life yeah and then you know what happens between tony and junior is just like it it, it's a really great opening episode yeah so much good action but also all set up in a way yeah 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 um yeah and again that that eugene the eugene hanging scene was I mean, it, even if Tony didn't get shot at the end of the episode, that alone is just so incredibly shocking and just like horrific. Dude, totally. Uh, I, I mean, it's really upsetting, and it's and it's kind of unexpected too, like the way it's shot and put together. Yeah. Well, let's talk more about that after the right. break. Okay. Um, we'll be back in uh, December, you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, no fingers, you signing off. <laughs> right. I get my back into my 
No Fucking ZD is brought to you by Passive Aggressive Bullshit. I recognize that in people every time now. break really good break really good break i, I had fun you had you had fun <laughs> i had <laughs> i had a, I, I had a fun time uh-huh. i had a fun time checking my phone while i was peeing that was good that's a funny thing you ever try to pee without your phone in your pocket like at a urinal it's weird uh like take it out at the urinal yeah because like I'm, I'm always checking my phone while i'm doing my business and like i can't go to the bathroom without my phone now me neither and it's a really weird thing that yeah. i'm i'm I, I never thought I would be the one who was addicted to the phone, but I kind of am now. And well, and you have the plus, so I got I got a plusy, um, as I like to call it, and uh, and yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna drop it at some point and regret that quite a bit. I've dropped my phone in the toilet, not yeah. this particular one, but well, they're like waterproof, quote unquote. Now, oh yeah, it, nothing happened. Yeah. It was the it was the six. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. This is really exciting for everybody, I'm sure. Yeah, let's keep talking about it. Um, it's bad. <laughs> I think that we're just like we were. It was easier to goof around on this show when uh, when the show was a little more lighthearted. Yeah, but the show's changed, and you've changed. You know? I have. Uh, I'm, I'm getting older. I'm slowing down. Yep. I'm a, a lion in winter, as I like to say. Is okay. that what they say? Sure. Yeah, that's what I say. Um, just say it. Okay, I'm a lion in winter. I'm, uh, uh, you know, just it's. I'm getting ready for those those months, or something. Good. I don't know. Someone else edit this for us <laughs> and cut out all this dumb shit. No, no. They uh, want they want the straight beef. Our our listeners. It's important. Do. Um. So um, let's let's wrap up Eugene and uh, officially say goodbye, and so, we'll, we'll yeah. see him at the crossroads as well. So I love how his situation unfolds for the camera. Mm-hmm. Like we see in the introduction that he gets some sort of news that seems exciting. Mm-hmm. He and his wife are looking at some papers. Yep. And we find out that that is uh, inheritance from his aunt. Who was connected to Hollywood in some way. Victor Borger's married to Victor Borger's agent. Right. Which is a great uh, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. I mean, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and I love how he calls it the Silva Cloud. Mm-hmm. It's like, Silva Cloud, she left me some money. <laughs> Not bad. I want that. This whole this whole show is a silver cloud, by the way. Yeah, it is. <laughs> silver cloud. Silver cloud. Nice. Uh, um, I didn't I didn't get that till right now. Yeah. That's really good. It's like pretty that. good. Um and and he uh wants to retire because he wants to go down to Florida. Mm-hmm. But we don't quite know all the reasons why at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's obviously the mafia lifestyle is a stressful one. He's, he's got enough money. He's and, got enough money. He's way older than I thought. Yeah. I would have thought he was 40 tops. Yeah. Because he seemed like just one of the young guys, like fucking around on the construction site. He seemed like he was Chrissy's age because they got made at the same time. That's right. That's, that's, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they kind of fast forwarded him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, I think that also it, it serves this particular season well because everybody's getting a little older, a little fatter, mm-hmm. uh, except Vito. And, um, <laughs> right. he, 
we see this aging process kind of happen very rapidly with him. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's an interesting way that they played with time with him, whether it was intentional or not, you know. Right. Um, but we also find out that another another good reason for them to leave New Jersey is the fact that, um, and, and I, again, I love how we find out about this after he's trying to butter Tony up. And it's sort of working, sort of not. He's on the he's he's not sure where it's going to go. But then we find out that his son is an addict. Yeah, and that's rough. It's, it is rough. Uh, it's a very yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like a really northeast suburban problem. Oh, um, huge. I mean, it maybe wasn't, worse now. I mean, yeah. yeah, much worse now. Yeah, but it totally it totally happens. But it's very clear in that scene. Where he gets into the argument with his son, you know, mm-hmm. he says, "I've a right to know who your friends are," you know what I mean, and he just like loses his shit really quickly. Yes, it's really clear that his wife sees this, you know, this way out that this money has has given them. Yeah, as kind of a, a silver bullet for a silver cloud, <laughs> right, uh, right. For, for you know a, a magic bullet for like a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, to get away from it from the from the mafia lifestyle. She's clearly got issues with it on some level or another. Yes. Uh, and now that they don't have to worry about money, you know, might as well uh, cut and run, I guess. Right, yeah. And they love Florida. Um, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and there's really just, there's there's no way out. And and you kind of think throughout that maybe Tony will cave. Oh, maybe if he does this one thing, if he kills this guy, uh, this this Teddy guy up in Boston. Which is uh, a great dark murder scene. So so great dark murder scene. And I feel like, you know, we're, we're in it now. We're in the last season. We can't really talk about that without talking about, you know, the final episode at this point. And I'm not really one who necessarily believes that there is a death in the final scene. Yep. Um, but the parallels are there. He's wearing a members-only jacket. Yep. The guy who comes in, into the diner is, is the man in members-only jacket. Yep. He walks in and uh, pretty much immediately walks up to Teddy and, and shoots him in the head. Well, he well he does a little lap first, sort of. He walks yep, up. He kinda. walks up like he's getting in line. Yeah. Scopes it out, and then he turns. And I love how he goes, Teddy, right? And the guy goes, Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he just fucking <laughs> caps him. Yeah. Uh, there are parallels. There yeah, are certainly. parallels. I mean, we, uh, you know, as much as uh, again, I'm not, I'm not really in the whole Tony definitely dies in that final scene camp, if you will. But yeah. there's, there's just, there's no way to, to gloss over it. It's, it's very similar. It's certainly the way it happens very often for guys in this lifestyle, or guys connected to the mob in some way. Well, they you, catch them when they're comfortable, right? E- eating onion rings or whatever, right? And yeah. uh, and it's plausible, certainly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm sure it's something we'll. I mean, we'll of course be talking about it because it's the final episode. I'm sure that, that nope, will be a no whole... talking about the final episode. <laughs> you want to just skip that? in prior episodes? Okay, <laughs> so we'll... yeah, we're gonna go right up to the blue comet and then stop doing the podcast. Good. Um, so it's certainly the way it would happen. And, uh, but I, I, I do just think that overall, like death hangs over this final season. There's really just no denying that. Yep. It's yep. just whether or not you kind of, whether or not you really think that, that in that final scene that happens to Tony. Yep. Um, and we will, we will get to that of course, but, um, and you will have our definitive yes. lack of opinion. <laughs> yes. We are definitely going to, as I've said before, we're going to, we're just going to fade out from the very first minute of the podcast. It's going to be a long hour long fade. Yeah. We're not going to do the hard cut, but we'll do the, the long fade. Um, 
you know, I mean, the whole members only thing, I'm, I think, has multiple meanings in this particular episode. Of course, I think it has it's directly related to the fact that 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 there's just no getting out once you're a member of the of the club, the mafia club. There's just no getting out. Well, and I well, think, yeah, go ahead. I'm I, just, sorry. I, I think a lot of that just has to do with uh, I don't want to say too much, but it has a lot to do with death overall and Certainly. that's very obvious i know but uh, i think that you're correct and i also th- you know i think the idea of members only and the idea of uh the idea of people who are not um not built for this world mm-hmm. in a way because the members only jacket is like such a cliche like out of style thing that too yep that it's like you know that they're not the, you know people who are out of touch in one way or another right and not equipped in a in in the right kind of way for the current world that you know we live in right the other thing is that goes you know uh, on the topic of things you wear i guess what is this family feud um <laughs> the, the one thing that i really like is is that at the end uh of that sequence uh eugene actually has some blood on his face mm-hmm. and he kind of wipes it off but it stays you right. know he can't get rid of it and he wipes it on the map and it's just like this stuff is going to follow you everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And there's and there's sort of no getting away from it, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of speculation at the time about like where he wiped it on the map because I think he kind of wipes it over New York or over New York State, mm. and so it was it was you know thought to be foreshadowing to the the coming bloodshed in the New York War. That's when that's when the whole thing freezes and they have that effect like there's blood trickling down the lens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get like the thriller laugh. I thought that was an interesting touch. That was kind of crazy, but I mean, hey, they were uh they were really ahead of their time. Yeah. Um, it was kind of amazing. Yeah. Making rules, mm-hmm. breaking them as they went along. I like that it was shot kind of like Sin City, where everything was black and white except for the blood. <laughs> I thought that was really cool and a very interesting choice. Sort of like Schindler's List with the girl and the little red thing running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, anyway, maybe we'll stay away <laughs> from that one. Um, but it's actually it's shot beautifully. Like the light from it, the whole the show has a different look. It does. Um, it, it, as this season starts, for sure. Yeah, it's not as, I mean, we uh, sort of made fun of it a little bit in the beginning, but everything was kind of really warm and red, and now it's... And it's, shot it like really sideways, like oblique angles. Yeah, uh, oblique it's, A. This is edgy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oblique A angles. <laughs> but now it's it's a lot more desaturated, and it, it kind of has like a, a yellowish, like greenish, almost like sickly tone to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. Bit, think there's a lot, know? it's it's, the, it's the, a lot of high contrast. You get a lot of details, like there's so much condensation sensation on the window of this fast food joint when this dude gets iced mm-hmm. you know like all those little details are just kind of like you just feel too many details about the world it's almost like uncomfortable you know what i mean yeah, like tony yeah. sweating through his shirt mm-hmm. you know stuff like that it's just like much less uh it's just the details of of like <laughs> the weirdness and the ugliness of actual life yeah is in there and then it's, and it's all brought out and it's very unflattering looking in a lot of ways it's gross it's gross it's and really this guy gross. this guy teddy that he shoots is like this big chubby dude with like you know he's like unkempt and he's eating this giant burger you know it's yeah. like it's like the whole thing is just a little bit uncomfortable it's like this poor guy like that he then he dies <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. we hardly knew ye we hardly knew he. He was th- this actor actually does pop back up in Boardwalk Empire. Does he? he I knew he looked familiar. Yeah, yeah but I he didn't plays one of the <laughs> he plays one of the one of the guys who makes collections or something like that who works okay. with. Okay, okay. He works for one of the bootlegging man. Okay, you know. Yeah, I forget the Boardwalk Men is the what board, I call that's that. The show. Boardwalk Man. <laughs> 
Um, and, uh, uh, you know, we talked about it, but the, the hanging scene really was really just totally gruesome and, and just, Oh, was- wait though. Wait, before we get to that. Yes. Back to my point about how this thing unfolded, because like he has to do this, he has to do this hit. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 but along the way here, we find out that he's also an informant. Right. So Another his world big surprise, is literally yeah. closing in on him. Yeah. There's nowhere for him to go. Uh, it's not like you were thinking before you find out he's an informant that like, oh, it would be great for him to just become an informant. That would help solve some things. Mm-hmm. But adding that on there, like to boot with everything else. And they're like, sorry, Charlie, them's the breaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It sucks. You know, it does. Yeah. And then he still has to and he's still like trying to impress Tony and stuff like that. Even he's like he's totally in denial because even if Tony was like, yeah, fine, go to Florida. The FBI would be like, mm, don't go to Florida. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, I was thinking about that. Like, what what is his real plan here? You know, yeah. he's, he says he'll come back and testify about whatever, but you, you don't get out of that. Because so they must yeah. have arrested him for something at some point, right? And he was looking yeah. at from now on, I guess, for something. Totally. And so, I'm sure, and, and I love that they left that out of the story. Yeah. Because like we've seen, you know, it's the same old song. Yeah. Like there's no need for us to, to, to be with him the whole time. Yeah. But like, you know, it's like with Ray Curto also, like we find out that he's an informant. We don't know since when. We just know that that weight is on him. Mm-hmm. Ray Curto was well, the only one who could handle his shit, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say. As far as that's concerned. <laughs> it didn't really seem to weigh on him all that much. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like charging them petty cash for things. And, and <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I fucking love that. That's the greatest. I mean, yeah. But he, he's got the he kid with okay. MS. So like. That's true. There's something that kind of gets pushed to the foreground. But the thing is that he, Ray Curto doesn't really seem like a, a button man, you know, call me crazy. No, no, not at all. Yeah. More of a, just like, yeah, go get that guy. Yeah. Um, and I like the detail that they don't even, they're not aware of each other. Right. When he finds out that Ray, he finds out that someone, they lost an informant. He's just like, oh wait, was it Ray Curto? Like, it's kind of interesting to me, you know, that uh, it kind of, it also yeah. just opened the possibility at that point when you're watching it the first time that like there could have, there was another informant out there too. Like, who could it be? Uh, totally. I, I remember some theories about Christopher flipping at some point, you know, and, and people were talking about Polly flipping at some point, which I, I never thought was going to happen. And I don't know. Polly would Polly would Polly would probably go to the can. I mean, as the story goes, he signed on to the show under the the uh, the circumstances that he would never rat on anyone that that that, that his character would never become a rat. So, no shit. Really? <laughs> that's that's the story. I mean, you know, that's that's become part of the, the mythology is that that when Tony Sirico was asked to be a part of the show that he would he would never turn informant. So, well that makes sense with his character anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I mean even if he did get arrested for something, he'd be fucking like tough as nails, you know what I mean? Even that scene where he's paying off the cop when they're having the uh the executive game mm. and he's like he's like the next one's going in your brajol. Like you're watching it and you're like what is he doing? But it's like it's like, oh shit, Polly's fucking crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Understatement. But yeah, you don't yeah. you you don't think that he's goofing around. You're like, oh shit, this is going on. It doesn't it's it's like it's nuts even for him, but it's still just like it seems within his purview, you know yeah. what I mean, to like talk back to a cop and be like, I'm not saying a fucking word, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he's that makes school. sense. Yeah. He, he's he is old school. Um so Eugene, rest in peace. We'll see you at the crossroads. There's no real mourning for Eugene. Um, nope. And it's another thing that I think that they would probably just look down on that this guy killed himself. Completely. It's I the, think it's actually someone, someone does mention it at some point that he killed himself and they kind of, they, they, they don't approve of that. There's no, uh, yeah. 
there's no nuance for psychology nope. in their world. Not at all. And it's it's looked at as the easy way out because they're all macho assholes. Right. But I do love the detail that he when he's kissing everybody's ass, he goes and gets the Stewart's hot dog lunch set up. <laughs> and Vito walks by and just pulls a hot dog out of the thing oh, yeah. and starts munching on it. <laughs> so there's a, you know, you have the theory that Phil is also gay. And yep. I think this episode was one of the ones that really fueled that fire for a lot of people because there's multiple scenes and by multiple, I mean at least two. Of, uh, more than one. There's more than one scene of there being a meeting with Phil and then Vito walks him to his car or walks away and right. there's some touching going on there. There's and some touching going on. They're technically cousins by marriage. So what's the deal? He's Vito's married. To the, his wife is related to Phil or yeah, something think, like that. I think that's what it is. We find out pretty soon when they're having like lemon water at his kitchen table. Hot water with lemon, hun. <laughs> I used to fucking hate that when I was a waiter, when people would ask for hot water with lemon. It's like, so you want me to do all the work of tea, but it's free. But no, yeah, true. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm getting no tip out of this. But um yeah, it's right there because they, you know, Vito's always doing this, you, you know, there's this, it's too easy. It's too, there's too much contact. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean physical, like Vito's always like, I'll call Phil, you know, and like all this stuff. Yeah. And, and, um, and Phil is by far the most upset about the whole thing. Oh, when the he, whole when, gay when, thing? When, when Vito's outed. Well, and, and, and Phil is by far the person that, that, that Vito doesn't want to tell. He says, I, you know, I can't, I can't talk to them, especially Phil. Oh, does he say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, Phil is like the like one of the he's the person that calls him, that makes him throw the cell phone out the window. We're jumping way ahead. Yeah. Here. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, there's a, lot of, there's a Let's lot talk of about touching. Other ones. There's, there's some touching. Mm-hmm. There's uh there's some great lines in that sequence because they have to get together to talk about. Uh, <laughs> wanted to call him Gary the hairdo. Uh, yeah, Gary the Jerry hairdo. The hairdo yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they got to talk about how Jerry the hairdo uh, sent some enforcers out to fuck with this dude, Eli, Eli who, yeah. who happens to be Hesh's son-in-law. Are they, or are they just friends somehow? Because they don't, Jerry's like, oh, I didn't realize he was connected to, to Hesh. And so I thought it was a little more I think separated that is, than I that. Think but it's you might be right. Because I think he said, "My daughter's besides herself," <laughs> oh, <laughs> which yeah. is a hilarious line. <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> like he gets super fucked up, and it's really that's another thing in this episode where like that they really it's really bleak. Like with his lips being all fucked up and the skin yeah. sheared off his hips, and like all I know, it, it's Jesus just Christ. awful. And but the thing is that they you know they have to get together and talk about. It. I don't really know what that that scene is terrifying where they're like. They're they're trying to they're trying to smoke him out of the car and then they punch Hash in the face, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah, and the smoke him out details. I, th- I that was the first I'd ever seen anything like that. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing you could do. Um, it, it, it also just shows that the Brooklyn guys have all of these goons. Like it kind of just gives you an, a a little peek into the amount of power that they have because these yeah. are guys that we've never seen before, and except for the one guy, we'll never see him again except for at the meeting. Because the 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 one the goon, big dude there and the yeah 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 so yeah. it's but but yeah it's terrifying it it's is totally yeah. terrifying yeah and Tony even mentions um that they have like two hundred plus soldiers so we're we're getting it's 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 kind of subtle I mean it, it you, you can blink and miss it but we're getting stakes set up for this New York New Jersey war completely that they're completely outnumbered yeah exactly. Um, and and that and and we're also understanding why it's important that they keep everything moving in a way that is amicable, right? To an extent, yeah. Um, 
you know, so they have this meeting with Jerry the hairdo. There are some fucking amazing lines where like where Phil says, I was starting to grow mushrooms out my ass. <laughs> and then Phil looks at him and says, there's an image. Yeah. And great cut. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> there's a cut right to the meeting outside after that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's Terry Winter, man. I mean, he wrote the episode, which is kind of interesting that David Chase didn't write the premiere, but it's credited to Terrence Winter. Yeah. And uh, his humor is just all over the episode. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. And, um, and we also get a little Greek chorus action sort of where, uh, where Chris and, uh, Chris and Tony are talking about keeping a lid on Phil and, mm-hmm. and he explains to Chrissy why it's important for them to like give a little bit with Phil and keep him mellowed out. Yeah. Yeah. Tony knows that that shit with his brother is still fresh. Not going away. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah and I have to say that I love Christopher. He's, he's, he's one of my top 12 characters, I would say. Um, but <laughs> he's my, like, he's, he's, he's kind of a, a clunky part of the episode. He's like That's always true. kind of playing audience surrogate a little bit where yeah. it's kind of like, why are you doing this? What's happening here? What's going on? You yeah. know, like it's, it's not the best Christopher episode. He has a couple great scenes when he's just dangling the cigarette out of his mouth, making his hot dog meal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and the Lou Gehrig joke is great. Um, <laughs> but not the best Christopher episode yet. No, but I mean, we do sort of need those updates because it's like yeah. A- it, yeah. after, after the, the, the season finale in, 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 in season five, yeah, you know, like the fact that Tony and Phil are chilling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a little. It we we would need a little help with that, right? I think. Um, yeah, but I agree. I know what you mean. I mean, oh, we also found out that he's a captain. We talked right. about that, but that's that hot dog scene is like, what? I'm not a captain. Yeah, gets in his face. So we can assume that was the exchange for uh, for ratting on his fiance and having her murdered. <laughs> I guess. Jesus, you're right. Right. I mean, that's probably what bumped him up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he'll have some good ones coming up and uh you know oh a lot of good ones JT JT Dolan will be back I'm uh, so excited about JT Carmine and his uh his subspecies of movies <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some good stuff coming up the wet t-shirts uh so quickly uh speaking of psychology uh we we do check in with Melfi um, That's right and uh looking great Yep looking great looking frustrated because there's just uh, you know she's already hitting a wall with tony there's there's nothing left to say and they're basically talking about the same shit that they were talking about in season one with this nursing home retirement community assisted living <laughs> nonsense yeah, this, ever, this like joke that will not around um but she just kind of brings up um you know tony's storyline with junior is a lot like tony's storyline with with his cousin tony b and the, the season five finale where he kind of gives in to sentimentality that's true um you know, I forget the name of the movie now that Junior's watching, but it's that Kirk Douglas movie and and his general is, is yelling at him that he wallows in sentimentality and, and can't make the right choices because of it. Oh. And that absolutely plays into Tony. I mean, he's the reason Tony's taking care of Junior is because, like she says, he just can't accept, accept that this guy would have had him killed. And he's talking to AJ about how family is the only people who are there for you. But, uh, but it's totally not the case with him. He learns a pretty bad lesson. Yeah. Well, it's, it's been all fantasy all the way through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, even with this whole Chrissy blood thing, like it's, it's not something that's ever worked out for him in the past, you know, like with the mother trying to whack him and whatnot, you know what I mean? Right. Um, he's pretty loyal to his family until he murders Christopher. Mm-hmm. Um, so none of this is actually a thing, you know, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't work. And it's, it's all pretty sad, but the the whole family thing is such a farce and we're just getting that more and more and more. And, um, 
Yeah, you could even say that about Eugene. Like he's mm-hmm. having issues with his family, and he totally lets them down by killing himself. You know what I mean? And yeah. also by being a mafioso and all that shit. So <laughs> right there, you go. <laughs> his whole life. <laughs> um, but the Melfi scene is still good. It's it's good to see them back. Uh, you yep. know, they're they were they were the backbone of the show in the early seasons, at least. Yep. And um and I like that little story Tony tells about the circle of life where he sees you know. Uh, I think he sees a baby in a stroller crossing the street and then this decrepit old woman. The circle uh, jerk of life. Circle jerk of life, right. Um, (laughs) But again, I don't want to sound like this professor, but, you know, that's something I want the audience to think about in the the final season. Because that whole scene reminds me a lot of where AJ ends up in the finale where he says that line or Polly, I guess, says the line um, or messes up the line about how like in life we're surrounded by death or is it the other way around? Yep. Yep. Um, it's, that's going to keep coming up again and again. And like I said, death hangs over this final season and, yep. and that's this whole idea sure. of just like kind of living with the knowledge that that's going to happen to you. And so what's really the point of getting up in the morning, you know, and uh, totally. when you're surrounded by all this morbidity, and so that's why we make jokes and we do other weird things and then buy new cars and get, get delicious, expensive sushi just to kind of like forget about that. But yes. Yes. of course it comes up in a really big way at the end of the, the, the episode when Tony finally gets shot by Junior. Well, that was a perfect segue. Here we go. But I wanted to mention something else first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated to the show. Yeah. Uh, Carmela's building her house. Mm-hmm. She has a dream where she talks to Aid about being worried. She has a premonition something bad happened and that something bad will happen. Mm-hmm. That's it. Anyway, Tony getting shot. So, yeah, he 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 goes out, he goes to out to to take care of Junior again out of some kind of like family obligation, which, you know, right. In his case is bullshit because this guy he's just just, jerking himself off yeah i mean he's yeah again this is this is another extension of tony asking if he's a toxic person but would a toxic person go take care of his old uncle you know probably not you know his uncle his old uncle happens to be a very toxic person he does yeah and ends up shooting him before the episode's over i mean and the setup for it is is it makes a lot of sense because you know he's got barb calling him barb you know tony never gets mad at barb for whatever mm. reason. You know what mm. I mean? Um, he has the real issues with Janice. Yes. We all do. We all do. Yeah. yeah. And he <laughs> he calls Janice. They can't make it happen. He goes down to yell at them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Bobby just takes off the hat. And I love the way he takes off that hat. Like a little kid who's gotten in trouble with the, with the I teacher. I know. He's so terrified. And Tony gets to yell at them because like they're married now. They have a kid. Like Bobby's part of the family. So it's like another reason why he gets to get yelled at because now he's a soprano. Yeah. So like he, yeah. Went, he went from being like a regular jerk off that he could yell at to being like a family member, which should be a step up. But mm-hmm. now he just gets to get shit on like basically as hard it's worse yeah yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) but janice really like puts up a fight for real like she's janice is very serious about her daughter getting into the right school right preschool you almost almost forget that she has a homeless son who's like a teenager or something yep yep uh and and preschool is a solid like two to three years away at this point and she's already just of course becoming that parent because of course janice like would become that parent uh, and i do love the the line about like carmela being the one who was the most into that with aj and tony's like what good it did yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> it's <just> so great <laughs> um but uh yeah so really funny scene and uh ultimately it forces Jun- uh, tony to go take care of junior himself junior's just 
completely off the rails by the time he gets there. Yep. Just like, you know, playing with his his his, his toothless gums. <laughs> like, yeah, he, I can't find my uppers. God, yeah. He, he's terrifying without his teeth. So, yeah. so does, does, did, did, uh, did uh michael Ke- shit what's his name michael Kianese? uh dominic dominic mm. dami c mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh did dominic Kianese not have teeth i don't know he's i guess it's really convincing yeah they did a good job yeah uh but acting it, huh? <laughs> yeah good acting <laughs> but like he's totally terrifying without his teeth it makes him look like a thousand times older yeah um yeah. and then you know tony's gonna make dinner he's having a leisurely evening with the old-timey uh music yep and then Pussy Malanga makes his, his final appearance yes. in the show. Which is just kind of awesome that that comes back. Yep. And uh, yeah. This is also uh, the second to last scene that uh, Tony and Junior have together. I guess it is. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Right. After all this time. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck of a way for its all end, I guess. Bummer. Yeah. Um, probably the most shocking thing the show did. I think so because... Well, on top on top of everything else that happens this episode, because like when I go back to watch this episode, I'm like, oh, it's the episode where Tony gets shot. Yeah. And for some reason, my brain goes to this thing where like fairly early on, Tony gets shot. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Ke- you know, Kevin Finnerty business. Mm-hmm. But we don't get any Finnerty in this episode. Yeah. No. He gets shot at the very end and no one knows what's going on. There's so much setup and there's so much action. I always forget about Eugene mm-hmm. and like all of that business and the stuff with, you know, just, just all of it and the stuff with Hesh. Mm-hmm. So much really awful shit happens in this episode. Yeah, it's And packed. then they cap it off with Tony getting capped off. Yeah. By Junior. And I remember watching this and, you know, we were with a group of people and most, there was like, it was half and half fans and half, and the other half was just people who. Girls. <laughs> yeah. People who, who knew the show was a big deal and they should probably watch the first episode in almost two years and that it was like a big thing. Yeah. Um, but once that happened, like the air was just sucked out of the room and like everyone was just suddenly watching the show and like, holy fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, I also having, you know, with that episode being sort of my first episode that I watched, I was like, holy shit, is he going to die? Are they going to kill Tony? I mean, so the possibility was definitely there because you know, now the game of Thrones is out and there's this whole, like anyone could die kind of, uh, they didn't invent that shit. The game of Thrones didn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in in a, in, a, in a lot of ways, like when Pussy got killed on The Sopranos, that was like yeah. you know as as big as any major death on the on Game of Thrones. Back and then, then Adriana, and then Adriana. Yeah, like it just keeps going. And I mean, Ralphie wasn't as big. No, but he was like a movie star on the show. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, and then and then and then don't forget Tony Okalal. Right. I mean, like it oh, just yeah. just like also ne- a movie star on the show. Just never stops. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just kill everybody. Like people just fucking die. And then you know, and then it's after this, but Johnny Sack dies. Like mm-hmm. it's just like everybody's just getting fucking offed and put all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there was at least a slight possibility that it might happen. I think most people knew that it wouldn't. Um, and of course, there was like trailers out at that point that showed stuff that that wasn't in this episode. So you're kind of like, oh, okay, but thanks a lot. PR. Yeah. Um, great trailer though. Cut to that nine inch nail song. Uh, the mark has been made really great trailer. Oh wait, I haven't watched in a while. Oh, really, really good. It starts with like the speech Carmela is saying, uh, in the hospital, I think where she's like, I knew who that man was. He showed up and had like a, a, a power drill for my father. 
and like oh, it's just fuck. a slow zoom in on Tony, and then that song kicks in. It's fucking great. Oh, we gotta watch it. Um. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, but it was extremely shocking when that happened. Yeah. There was no next it's time so fast, on. He just pops out and he's like, bah! You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that there was a little more setup. But nope. no, it just kind of, he goes upstairs, comes back, he goes upstairs looking for his uppers, comes back stairs, comes back downstairs with the gun. Yep. Um, and he's clearly a terrified, crazy old man. Yeah, I mean, do you think, do you bit. think that Tony saying, oh no, I, I had it in my mind for some reason that Tony yelled, you know, he, he go when, when pussy goes, who's down there? Yeah. He, he, he says Artie Shaw. He does. Yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking he may, might've said pussy Malanga, but, um, oh, uh, no, yeah. he says Artie Shaw, but then he, but then. Do you think that Tony, like, not saying it's me, your nephew, Tony, like, has tripped him up a little bit? Sarcasm. Yeah. It's deadly. I think I might have been, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought about that watching this, that, like, that just, like, added one more, like, weird paranoid twist like, to that's it. That's it. Yeah. They're telling <laughs> me that? it's Artie Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he comes down and he just he says cut out of a lenga yeah and he just bah, and the, the it's a loud fucking gun it's an old it's a, that's an old timey mafia gun sound yeah you know like uh like what uh michael corleone has they they mm-hmm. they strap him with a loud gun on per- they made it extra loud in the first godfather movie so it'll scare off any uh yeah <laughs> pain what does he say pain in the ass good samaritans or whatever <laughs> he says um Oh no, he says he says it'll scare off any pain in the ass innocent bystanders. <laughs> but like it's a loud fucking old school gun sound. It is. And Tony and Tony screams in pain. It's not just like a it's not just like a like a oh he got shot and now he's on the ground and he's like oh you know because in most tv or or in most movies it's like you get shot and there's like that moment where they just kind of freeze and then like look down and yeah stumble a little bit and it's like you shot me but like he's like you forget that it actually probably really fucking hurts to get shot close range like that dude totally yeah and and the acting is great from from uh from from jamie g yeah like he's really believable and it looks fucking awful it does yeah and and they do a nice job of building the tension by cutting away to Carmela, who just you know doesn't know a thing and you kind of expect that she's going to get a phone call right there and like rush to go help him is but, she is she having dinner with angie bob and Sarah? yeah yeah and angie, who is now a, a, a baller a baller and a yeah. mafia guy yeah i mean puts it to shame she's like oh yeah i wanted to get that car but instead i got a way more expensive one and i paid for it myself yeah bitch love that that's yeah a, that's a great so carmela's just like going around trying to brag to everyone she goes to like Ginny sack's house i know that's like, so fucked up yeah i know but uh fucking carmela yeah um, oh, oh, you, my, my car. Oh, Porsche Cayenne. Yep. Like the Peppa. Like the Peppa. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the tension is just palpable at that point. And, yeah. uh, you know, reaching for one phone and pulling it out of the wall and you're just screaming for him to just stand up. But, but that's but probably I, impossible. But I love how he can't. I love how he just hits the ground. Cause he got, I mean, I think that it's, it, it was really nice that they didn't gloss over, how shitty it is to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Cause like it kind of happens all the time where someone will get shot and then it's just like, Oh, they recovered or right. oh, they didn't recover. But with this, like, uh, you know, well, like when Chrissy was in the hospital, you know, it's all this stuff like get, surviving a gunshot wound is fucking brutal. Yeah. I mean, uh, over the summer, just like 
preparing for the new Twin Peaks, I went back and watched Twin Peaks, and there's, there's a main character who gets shot on that episode, on, on an episode of Twin Peaks, and like, basically by the end of the episode, they're up and walking around. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, yeah, it takes no. multiple weeks, and uh, And yeah. it's like super painful, and there's all this inner working and stuff. And yeah. I, I also, the irony is not missed, the irony is not wasted on me that, um, that Tony gets shot in his gut. Mm. You know, because his, you know, his, uh, his stomach is kind of a big character in this, in this it, whole it, thing. Yeah, he has that scene on the, uh, on the scale where he's just trying to shed everything. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also he eats like crazy. He's mm-hmm. getting fatter. He's not super healthy. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really interesting. Yep. Would you say that his eyes were bigger than his stomach? I would say that. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. And you just thought of that phrase right now. And <laughs> exactly. I think that's great. Um, yeah, and so quite the cliffhanger, and from what I remember, there were no previews leading into the next episode, so it was like it was really anyone's guess as to how they were gonna continue totally at that point. Um, I think the next couple episodes pissed a lot of people off because it's just those are my favorite. I love them. Yeah. I mean, I think the ending of next episode is one of the best they've they've, they've done. We'll talk about it. I love it when people point. get pissed off, yeah. I think it's great, but I think that's a good place to leave it. We're yeah. back up to speed. Tony gets shot. Yep, a couple of people die. We got a couple of gay guys. We're in it. We're we're in the final season. Um, pretty wild. Long time coming. Yeah, and and it's uh, this is just one of my favorite parts of the whole series. Like like really, I mean, I just love the way it feels. I love that it's gritty, but it also becomes very like philosophical mm-hmm. and very dark and and all this stuff. And I think that it really sets the pace for six A and six B. You know, I yep. mean, they are one season, really. They are, yeah. Um, yeah. in terms of like tone and the over overall arc of the story and stuff like that, because you know, season six as a whole begins with Junior getting Junior shooting Tony, and it ends mm-hmm. with Tony finally. Confronting him, about confronting it. him and saying goodbye. You know what I yeah. mean? Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, that is. You're totally right. I mean, that's that is the end of the story in a lot of ways. I think. Yep. That's the well. That's the end of his his uh, him putting his value in family. You know yeah. what I mean? And he goes through all these things where he like he rubs Bobby's face in dog shit and he, he kills Christopher and stuff and it's confronting Junior and essentially telling him to go fuck himself is him finally saying, well. I guess fuck my family also. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. there, there's it's it's really the end of him. This is this this episode is the beginning of him really truly descending into the underworld. Yes, agreed. Yeah. And it's his it's his last chance for redemption and we'll see whether or not he uh he takes that chance. But spoiler, he does not take that chance. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Almost does for a second though. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're back in it. Uh, we have a couple questions this week. Uh, this one comes from at Horve Group. What tastes better, do you think? A Satriali's veal parm that the, the that uh, Agent Harris orders or a, a gabagool with uh, provolone and vinegar and peppers? I think I know the answer. What do you think? Your sister's crotch. Nice. Very nice. There you go. <laughs> it's perfect. Moving on. Uh, this one comes from uh, at I have the ZD. We don't, but this guy does. Wow. Um, he wants to know how he can get this girl's attention in his math class without coming on too strong. You're not going to come on too strong. That's mm. that's the big fear. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, well, just, there's just, ways. But, uh... yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the Weinstein news coming out this week, I suppose there are ways to come on yeah. too strong. <laughs> don't be Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> don't ask anyone. To, don't, yes. don't ask her to watch you shower, I guess. Yes. Do um, not be a despicable human being. But aside from that, yeah. 
in my experience being like you know i think that if you have a thing for a girl um i think it's too easy to just assume that like the second you walk into their frame of view they're like oh my god he's trying to fuck me mm-hmm. you know what i mean which like it sometimes is the case like if you're at like some stupid bar but if it's just regular life mm-hmm. and you're just going to be a friendly person and you're like not creepy and you're just like genuinely nice and yeah. stuff like that then people are actually into that because people actually like meeting people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, as long as, as long as you're not trying too hard and, uh, you know, being some kind of weird show off, um, which I was certainly guilty of many times when I was younger. Oh, you were that guy? Uh, well, no, I mean, not all the time, but I feel like, you like pop a wheelie on your bike or something and fall often. (laughs) Um, I would just be walking and I would fall most of the time. I was all arms and legs as a, as a weird gangly teenager. (laughs) Um, uh, but you had a hell of a sky hook. Oh, uh, nope, I did not. Um, I once went to basketball practice in Timberlands, <laughs> and it didn't work out very well. Good Lord, um, New England. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Ask questions and listen for one and just be nice and, you know. And, and I think that's a good one. Yeah. Asking questions is really important. Don't ask too many questions, but if you ask people questions and you seem interested, they'll they'll there's something that happens where people will become curious about you. Yes. And, and if you're basically just treating them like a human being, that also works most you know, of the time. Women appreciate that, I've yeah. found out. It's yeah, really yeah. interesting. But don't just assume that you're annoying her by talking to her. And don't do something dumb to get her attention like, yes. like yeah. beat someone up or, you yep. know, or be good at math. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Basically, anything you see on The Sopranos, do the opposite of... <laughs> Yeah. And uh and just be respectful. <laughs> that's certainly one of those. That's yeah. yeah. I would just do that. Um this one comes from uh Tyler Garrett. Uh if you could clone any extinct animal, what would it be? Uh Ralph Cifaretto. Sure. I want I want a fucking dinosaur, to be honest. I would just what, do that. Like which do you, can you be more specific? I like, love like a pterodactyl. Yes, I would do that because then I could fly. Um, but I love the, it, uh, like the never-ending story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, any super tall one that could just kind of like just and if I'd never had to take an elevator again because I had a really tall dinosaur, that'd be fucking cool. That'd be cool, and you could like clean the windows. Yeah, yeah. For people, that sounds like a nice, relaxing life. Yeah, so, and like a brontosaurus won't try to eat you; they'll just be into the trees. They just like plants. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, according to the girl from Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. As far as I know, easy. Um, and, uh, the last one comes from, uh, AJ Raboli, who I think we've, we've had some questions from before. Uh, did you guys play any sports? You ever have the makings of a varsity athlete? <laughs> you were a good, uh, you had something that you were, you were you're, ta- you're, you're talking to not racquetball squash squash. Yes. You are talking to the, uh, 1990 something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of the best Southern Cal- yeah, Southern California <laughs> junior squash champion. That's, I mean, I was a kick-ass squash player. There was my age group. I was like two years younger than the maximum age in my age group. And there was one guy who was a fucking ringer who would have knocked my, like he would have just kicked my ass basically, <laughs> but he was sick that day. Oh, And so I fucking, I rocked the shit and I won. That counts. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Counts, hey. I still have the trophy and the guy on the trophy is actually a tennis guy, but no one, you know, it's okay. Cause they don't have squash trophies in the United States. Right. Cause it's like a ridiculous, like English game that like is yeah. dominated by Indian people. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, so I, I was murderous on the squash court. Very nice. I tried to play basketball, was not good at it. Same. 
Everyone told me because I was tall, because I'm I'm like six one, six two, that I would be really good at it, but it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> basketball is tough. Basketball is tough. What yeah. did you play? Uh, well, I, I played baseball, and I had like one little stretch where I was a pretty good pitcher. Um, oh, that's I was cool. Never a good hitter. I struck out quite a bit, but like would occasionally hit these bombs. But most of the time, struck out. So like the Yasiel Puig of like basically, but <laughs> worse. Massachusetts Little League. Yeah, worse and a child. Um, and then uh, I uh, I did try track. Yasiel Puig's pretty young. <laughs> yeah, well, true. Yeah, actually, yeah. To me, he is a child. Yeah. Um, I did try um, uh, like cross country track at one point, but I was very slow, and I got lost, and my teacher had to come find me in his car. <laughs> Is that a true story? That is absolutely a true story. I was so far behind, I got lost, and uh, my teacher had to come find me. And uh, isn't it weird seeing teachers in their cars? It was weird, and he was a huge U two fan, and we listened to U two the whole way back. And he was telling me about how, like, the Beautiful Day album, whatever that was, was like the how, best album. How of the to 2000s. dismantle an atomic bomb? Was that what it was? I yeah. think so. Um, so I play guitar instead, and that helps me get girls. <laughs> instead yeah, of playing sports. Uh, me too. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah. Um, did you ever? Uh, yeah, I want to go back to this thing about teachers' cars. Yeah. It's all. Was isn't it always weird seeing a teacher's car? Very weird. And yeah. weirder now that I'm older than he was at the time. He was like a young mid twenties teacher. And That's why he was doing cross country because he was like, I love cross country. I did it in college. My body still doesn't suck. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he was like a short, skinny dude who was really fast. And uh, That's yeah. the thing. All those. I kind of wish I did cross country because all those kids were so skinny. But I'm just like a slow runner in general. Yeah. Also, it looked too, so yeah. boring. We're talking about the era where like you couldn't take ten steps without your disc man skipping. Mm-hmm. So like I can't imagine running. In in silence for like how how long does it take to run cross country every day don't they just run for like two fucking hours or something that was my first and last day so i, oh. <laughs> I really don't know actually and yours turned out to be like a six hour run yeah basically <laughs> it was getting dark and it was like the winter jesus <laughs> no, i don't think it was that bad but um i don't know but they were like they all could keep up with each other and yeah. they were in, su- in such great shape they could like have conversation so they didn't need any iPod or Discman or anything, um, which blows my mind. But <laughs> well, but where are they now? Like, do they have a podcast? I don't think so. Fuck no. Yeah, probably not. Maybe they're listening to the podcast. I'd like to know. Here's a question for the audience. I want more stories about what you guys are up to mm-hmm. while you're listening to the podcast. I loved the uh, the mailman. Yep. I also love one of my favorite responses that with, to that was I listen on on a system that's got no balls. I forgot <laughs> I forgot who wrote that back, but yep. it was great. <laughs> I like that, uh, yeah. Send us more stuff. Uh, we got a picture recently from someone at Holston's with uh, his wife and kid. That was great. Um, I know. I can't believe that people who actually like have families and like real relationships listen to this. Yeah, yeah. I was like really proud. We had a like a listener who has a family and like a fucking kid. Yeah. We had we had another listener a couple of years ago who uh, I know he he was in the military and, and sent us a video of his of his kid watching. She laughed every time Silvio came on the screen, and I thought that was great <laughs> too. Right. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, but yeah, more of that, more of uh, just just let us know what you're up to. And uh, I know. guess the other question to ask is, uh, did you get bingo today? Right. Let us know. Let us know. I know that yeah. there were a couple in there. So if you haven't seen the bingo sheet yeah we'll find is it, it called we'll, is it a board is it a bingo board i think it's a board yeah <laughs> if you haven't seen the bingo board then uh well i guess 
I guess given that there's only now that I think about it, given that there's only one bingo board, everyone's gonna get it. It's bingo. So maybe we <laughs> maybe we have to I, make I more. I literally didn't think of that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> still, let us know. <laughs> but we really appreciated that. That was hysterical. That was I've I've read that so many times. Yeah. And, and I uh, I think it's incredible. Yeah. And it also like shocked me that someone knew the show I, that well to make those like sort of very subtle observations yeah yeah i guess we're not that subtle <laughs> um i guess not but uh, i don't know why we thought we were but yeah that shit fucking killed me that was great yeah so thank so. you i'm i'm thrilled this is you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna try and make the uh our final push here like a real family affair we got, we've got some things in mind yep I know we said that in the past, but something's going to happen this time. We probably say that every time, but yeah. for real this time, we're yeah, going to try and make we'll something happen. Maybe we'll get a new logo. I don't mm. know. We'll see. I, I don't know if we'll have time, you know, because we, we just want to get this out there. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 hopefully we will. <laughs> Jesus. Hopefully this episode goes up. Yeah. Um. All right. So. I guess that's it. We'll leave Tony uh, uh, in limbo and we'll see where he's at on the next episode of No Fucking ZD when we talk about Join the Club. And we'll be back next week. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, it's good to be back. It's very good to be back. And uh, we hope that uh, we hope that you'll have us. We hope that you'll let us into your home. Yeah. So we'll start there. Let us into your home, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All that's right. it for us. All right. We'll see you guys.